Welcome into another episode of We're Talking Tonight. We're talking Raging Cajun football with sideline reporter Cody Juno. How are you doing this evening, Cody? Uh, I, I'm good, Craig. It's, uh, you know, cool, right? We've had this. It's, cool. <sighs> it's a little warm up by the time Saturday rolls around, but a four o'clock kickoff uh, should be feeling fantastic. The Cajuns are coming off of a win, uh, doing a little bit of a. Uh, you know, double screen watching here. Astros are playing. We've got, um, you know, Georgia State and App State, so some SEC ball. So, you know, not bad for a Wednesday. You know, uh, I'm really looking – as much as I love baseball and, and Sunbelt Conference football and everything, I am really looking forward to tomorrow night because I'll have all three screens on Saints, Yankees, Astros, and, and then the Sunbelt Conference game. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably just going to skip the Saints. Oh. Just dive straight into uh to Arkansas State, or excuse me, to uh we'll talk about Arkansas State here in a moment. Yeah, uh, but dive straight into to Troy and, and South Alabama. I'm really looking forward to that one. You know, and of course we'll we'll be uh we'll have a full screen on on the Astros and Yankees in game two of the American League Championship series. You know, the sixth consecutive year that the Houston Astros have made it to the uh, ALCS, Craig, if you're keeping track. Uh no, I'm not, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm one of those haters. Yes. <laughs> the Cheetos or the Asterix, however you want to call them. No. Whatever helps you sleep at night, my friend. Well, you know, I'm lucky enough to have three TV screens up, so I will have all three games on. There you and, go. Uh, and probably listening to music at the same. No, I will probably have the, uh, as you, I'll have the South Alabama game on the volume side of it. Sold out. South Alabama trolled out. Yeah. 25 seat, uh, you know, Whitney Hancock uh, stadium there. And now in it's third season. Um, if you haven't been as a Cajun fan, really cool venue. I know we got some weather that rolled in last year and that, that Cajun on uh, the 20 to 18 victory for the Louisiana, but a really cool, um, you know, on campus venue that I think is really the perfect size um, and has the ability to really be loud. And, and it's just a really cool opportunity. If you get, you know, get the chance to go watch the Cajuns there, uh, wouldn't I assume Louisiana will return to trip next year, you know, as yes, part of yes. the, uh, the West slate there, uh, again, it's what makes now South Alabama, of course, has been in the league, but it's what makes, you know, this new edition of the Sun Belt just fantastic. Right. You know, cause after the Cajuns play Saturday, we've got a, you know, quick turnaround, to head to Southern Miss. And, you know, when the schedule first came out, I'll be honest with you, very disappointed that that game was on a Thursday because that's another one of those, uh, you know, locations three and a half hours away from Lafayette is Hattiesburg. Um, you know, it's two teams that, that used to play a little bit more regularly that, you know, always should have. Right. And, and so really excited to, to get to that. But again, it's another opportunity for Cajun, the Cajun faithful to travel uh, and support the club all within driving distance. So, um, you know, really looking forward to that trip next week as well. I've always enjoyed that trip over. I remember the games of uh, Brian, uh, Brian Fobb. That's a friend of mine, Brett Favre and, uh, and uh, Brian, Brian Mitchell. So those were uh, making the trips to Hattiesburg. Actually for basketball too, we, we made several trips over. So it, it's, it's an easy trip. You're right. It's a fun trip. Uh, it's a good location. Uh, I, I enjoy Hattiesburg. Yes, indeed. So, um, let's talk Cajuns and in, in, in the thundering herd of Marshall. The Cajuns jumped out to an early 3-0 lead, but going into halftime, it was 7-3. What did you see in that first half? 
you know, much more of what we what we've seen out of this Louisiana team for for much of the year, right? Uh, an offense that at times looks like it's really, really on track. Then all of a sudden things kind of sort of go haywire and a defense that plays great, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two big plays uh, and, and the Cajuns find themselves, you know, to your point at the break, right down by four, um, you know, going against a really good Marshall defense. And, and so, you know, that I thought the Cajuns did some good things. I thought, you know, and we've talked about this a good bit, Craig is, we finally saw the wide receivers make some plays, you know, and, and I know that there was the pass interference on the second play of the game, but what I immediately recognized was Cajuns had a real, real uh, height advantage on the outside and, you know, credit to the Louisiana receivers. I think for the first time all year really made those plays over the course of the evening and the Cajuns knew that they were going to have to throw the football uh, against that Marshall defense is it, it was going to be tough to to run the ball and it, as it turns out it absolutely was um, you know so credit to that crew for coming in and, and answering the the challenge do you, do you think uh, I, I I thought from the very beginning the game plan was to get the ball with Jefferson and it was going to be one of those okay you know we're going to get the ball to you and, and you're going to have this opportunity to make game plays and I'm not saying Mike I said it in another interview, I thought it was one of those that if you don't produce, you know, you, you know, we've gone to you now and you didn't produce, but I, I know it wasn't that type of conversation, but I felt like the game plan was to come to him from the, from the very beginning. Well, I think he's one of those guys that you want to get involved early and often, right? Get into a rhythm, let those guys make plays. And the other thing too, is right. This was going to be Ben Woolard's show from start to finish, right? And so you want to get him in a rhythm as well. You want to help him create a rapport with the top receiver, you know, on the Cajuns roster, right? And and so, yeah, I do think there was a concerted effort to get him the ball. I think you'll probably see the same thing on Saturday as well. Um, you know, again, to get the quarterback off to a good start, get the offense humming. Uh, we're seeing the offensive line start to play better. And, and so, you know, get – just finding some success, Craig, right? That can go a long way. Some belief that you can do it. Um, and we can see if this Cajun offense can get humming uh, in the second half of the season. I don't know if he's still injured or a little banged up, but it looks to me like Jacob Cabote is still not quite what I saw of him maybe the first couple of weeks and even the little bit he played last year. I thought I think he's a better running back than what he showed this past week. Yeah, you know, he was coming back off that ankle injury, didn't play in that second half at against South Alabama. Um, you know, and, and the Cajuns were going to need him to step up, right, in their running game. Now, I do think that, again, uh, going against that defense, that running defense is going to be a challenge, right, for any team that they play all year. I mean, just look at the numbers. Uh, and so I, I do think that that has something to do with it. But, yes, I think that um, – you know, we saw Williams, uh, you know, play a little bit more, uh, you know, as, as the game kind of went on. And we saw them do some different things in the running game, uh, you know, getting the quarterback involved. But we saw Williams, right? You know, Cabote only had five carries uh, for 14 yards. So I think they're, you know, still nursing some of that injury. And we'll see if he gets uh, if he gets stronger as the, you know, this week and then into next as well. Because you know, the Cajuns are going to need him because uh, because Chris Smith, I don't believe, is going to be able to go on Saturday. Okay, that that's news. Then, uh, well, that's you know that that Coach Desimo said listed him kind of as doubtful uh, in, okay. in his in his weekly media availability today. 
Okay, because on Monday he said uh, possible. So, but uh, you know, it, it's a game though that the Cajuns won by ten points, and uh, I, although they won by ten points, I felt it was a closer game. But even though I felt it was a closer game, I never felt like the game was in jeopardy. If that may, all of that makes sense. No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, again, once the Cajuns kind of got to that two-score lead because of the way, um, you know, because of the way that the defense has been playing and, and you know, to be fair, the way that the, the Marshall offense has been struggling, you felt like you were in a really, really good, um, you know, position. And, and so um, – yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, given the way the Cajun defense plays, given the way the Marshall offense plays, it was going to take some huge mistake, and the Cajuns, to their credit, didn't commit any. I'm I'm looking at the box score, and I'm sorry I got to chuckle because you know we know the game was delayed because of weather, lightning in the area, and I think I heard on the broadcast you said it might have drizzled a little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah, uh, no, it did start coming down in the third quarter. Okay. Um, more but, than it did, yeah. But yes, during the during the delay, no, there was no rain at all. But the game started after dark, right? Um, I mean, it was a seven thirty Eastern kickoff. Uh, I don't. It wasn't fully dark. No. Okay. Well, the weather report is sunny. So sunny. Just... no, it no, it was not sunny. That I can tell you. <laughs> okay, that's what I got to <laughs> chuckle about was sunny. So all right, 13, 13 points in the third quarter, but. How big was Armadaris coming up with it? You know, uh, something that the Cajuns have struggled with over the last, uh, well, the last couple of years, if not more. Well, you know. again, confidence, right? Confidence, 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 right? He hits that one late against South Alabama, you know. It, but but let's rewind for a second, Craig. He comes out and he has a really good 2021 season, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt, right? You know, Kenny was off to I believe a five for five start. Uh, before getting hurt and then you come into this year where you expect him to be the starter and apparently it's neck and neck in camp and for whatever reason you know they go with with Stafford and uh, he comes out he doesn't have you know he I think he goes one for three and then Kenny comes out and misses his first two but then nails that one uh, again for Kenny and me it's it's reps it's confidence we know he can do it and now it's just getting it done in the games but yeah no doubt I mean a huge lift right especially at times when the offense is struggling um, you know, to be able to knock in three points, right. Uh, and, and nailing that 52 yarder, uh, but, but being able to take care of the ones that, you know, you should take care of, uh, it's huge because it, again, you know, I think one of the things with the defense, right. We've talked about how well they've played yet. There's been one, two, three big plays a game that they seem to give up. And, and I think it's because they're having to play so perfect. Right. And, and, and so when you give yourself zero margin of error, those, those mistakes all of a sudden become much more glaring. Uh, and so, again, the ability for the offense to start putting up points on the board, playing a little looser, it's only going to bode well for that Cajun defense, in my opinion. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the 52-yard field goal here. But at the same time, I think it's more more important to hit those ones inside of 40. Those are the ones that we can't continue to miss. Because I think that it, that's the kind of the, the breaker for, for a team, especially a defensive team team you know oh absolutely again you're leaving points on the board and, and now there's all this doubt um you know again more doubt starts to creep in 
And I just have a feeling this is not going to be the last time that we're going to need a, a 50 plus yarder from, from Kenny uh, before the season's out and which may be a, a possibly a bigger game, whether it's to, to go to a bowl game or to play or playing in a bowl game. So, no, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Look, I, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. I was joking with somebody this weekend uh, after the Troy game and I, you know, at Troy and, and I said, Y'all hate scoring points. Now, y'all hate giving up points even more, but my goodness, right? You know, and it's, 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 so they're in a close one. You know, you see Monroe play a close one. Uh, again, you better bring it each and every week in, in this league because anybody can beat anybody. And that's not just hyperbole or saying, right? That's where I think generally these two, you know, the, all of these teams are that close of, you know, as it when it comes to a talent standpoint. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure – between Saturday with baseball and, and kids and everything. I don't know how much football you did get to watch, but not enough. Uh, I was at a reunion. So unfortunately uh, did not watch a minute of football over the weekend. So, Oof. Yeah, no, that was a bad weekend to miss. Yeah. And, but, but any surprise though with coastal, I know we're skipping around here, but you know, this is what I do. ADD kicks in, but any surprise, I mean, Coastal was was six and zero, but it wasn't like they were blowing teams out or they taking advantage of anybody, right? And, and yeah. again, I know it's I know it's rich coming from a Louisiana podcast, but they hadn't beat anybody. Um, but you know, look, it's, it's trust me, it's one of the things you definitely don't hate to see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way I mean, you put that. Like, I got to be more there, diplomatic there, about you that. Know, there's there's no love lost love lost here, and um, no, I mean again, when you don't. Right. When you don't bring it, um, and, and, you know, the thing that was crazy about that game is that Old Dominion was able to run the football. They've struggled offensively, but they play really good defense. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you don't bring it, man, it's it's going to happen every week in this league. You're going to scratch. You're, you're going to look up the scoreboard, scratch your head saying, how did that happen? You know, I mean, that's just that's just where this league is. And it's a really good thing. It's going to make for fun and exciting football. You know, even the Texas State. Troy score surprised me more so that it was at Troy. If it was at Texas State, I don't think I would have been as surprised. But at the same time, being at Troy, how much of a surprise was that for you? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, Troy is coached by a linebacker and the defense is carrying them, right? Uh, and so when you look at the style of football, it makes sense. Um, you know, and, and maybe if that game is in San Marcos, it goes the other way. But uh, we have credit to the Trojans. They found a way to, to get it done. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really excited about watching that Thursday night game, um, you know, between between Troy and, and South Alabama. Did, did you get to see the uh, the uh, Georgia Southern uh, James Madison game at all? I, did, uh, I think maybe flipping back and forth bits and pieces, you know, um, 18 innings of baseball kind of takes the, uh, you know, takes the ability and then flipping back watching – Alabama and, and Tennessee, yep. um, you know, and I think that one was on the, on the plus maybe. So it was a little actually harder to get to, but I think it was following along on the phone. Five scores in the fourth quarter between the two teams and uh, two 75 yard drives at the end of the game under two and a half minutes. It, it It's one I did not get to see, but talking to uh, Danny Reed uh, early this morning, uh, it was a definitely uh, seemed like a, fun game especially it's a lot funner for him when the georgia southern comes out on on top obviously 
But I mean, again, right? George Southern goes on the road. They beat Nebraska, and then the next three weeks, I think they come up empty, right? And and then you know you get a team in the top twenty-five that's really been blown by everybody. Um, and JMU comes to town, and whoop, you know, there go the Eagles. You know, last one. I uh, just and I don't. I think it is what it is. There is what I expected was our Arkansas State at Southern Miss, and again, I think if they play at, at uh, in Jonesboro. Arkansas State probably wins the game, but Southern Miss now has lost their quarterback again for the season. Well, they're used to playing without quarterbacks. Uh, that's something that they, they were kind of able to overcome towards the end of last season. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the reality is, um, you know, those are two teams still trying to find themselves. I think maybe Arkansas State a little bit more, but I think they probably got a little bit more talent than, than Southern Miss. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the home field advantage, I think can be a, a real thing. And, you know, I say to tell you that the Cajuns better strap it up and bring it Saturday against Arkansas state. Uh, we know how it is when these two teams get together and it's going to be no different at Cajun field four o'clock kickoff. No, even though the Cajuns have had the upper hand nine and one in, uh, at home, uh, since 2000, uh, the last 11 games, eight of those have been, uh, one, one game scores or, yeah, one score one games. Score games. There you go. And but only one of them was really a blowout, yep. and that was Arkansas State's blowout of the Cajuns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, yeah, look, when these two, te- I mean, again, you know, we kind of talked about it during the rain delay last week. But when the Cajuns have been bad, Arkansas State's been bad, and when the Cajuns have been good, Arkansas State's been good, right? Uh, and those were some fun battles, you know, between, you know, HUD and, and Blake Anderson and, and, you know, during that time frame. And then, you know, Arkansas State kind of took a little dip, um, you know, uh, with, with with when Coach Napier was here, right? It's just kind of out of line. But even, you know, I think, what was that, the 2020 game? Uh, the crazy game at Cajun Field, right? Um, you know, maybe it was maybe it was 18, but the crazy game where, like, the ball's thrown and, and – you know, it's is it a fumble? Is it a forward pass? What is it? The Arkansas State picks it up and runs it in, and then they celebrate, and then the games, you know, the review overturns it. Um, so there's been some wacky finishes, and you know, I think that um, again, the Cajuns are going to have their hands full on Saturday. That was in eighteen. Uh, last year's in in twenty one. That was obviously the the one score game. Uh, that was the one score game where the Cajuns took, you know, a they one went on hour long million play drive to close it out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's been a series and it's another one that um, in, in the nineties, I, I was living in Memphis or little rock and I would always head over there when the Cajuns were playing there. So it, it's been, it's been one of those similar to Southern Miss that I've been able to travel to, to see those games over the years. So, I love the rivalry of those two those those two series. Absolutely, again, and it's just going to make for exciting, you know, conference conference play as we move forward. So, um, we, we've talked about the Marshall game. Was there anything different though that you think besides the the delay that? And I, I, I'm jumping back to that because I want to talk about the Red Wolves a little bit more. But uh, I want to wrap this up. Was there anything different? The Cajuns were able to come out and score 20 points in the second half. Was that just a circum- circumstances or did the Cajuns, do you think, play differently in the, in that? 
No, I mean, again, you just you saw the Cajuns step up and make plays, right? Something that hadn't. Let's be let's be very frank and honest. Something that had not happened uh, for, by the offense, right? For for a good chunk of the year, and they weren't wild plays. They weren't amazing plays. And much of them were just the simple play, right? And, and and so the Cajuns finally started executing and getting a little confidence, right? You could feel the momentum start to swing and and move into the Cajuns' direction. And, you know, the, the stadium emptied after the light and delay. And I thought they had a wonderful crowd um, for a Wednesday night before the, um, you know, before the lightning delay. Uh, and, and so, look, I, you know, I'm going to steal a line from, from, you know, Gerald and my prayer here. I ain't mad about it, but it was, you know, that they all left, but it was, it was a really cool atmosphere for college football game, right. To, to see student section full into it. Um, and, you know, just really nice people up there. Uh, so that took a, a little bit away from it, but no, you could definitely feel the momentum start to swing and the cages never gave it back. And again, it was just more doing the simple things, executing uh, and making the plays, setting themselves up, right. Staying out of, you know, second and third and long, staying on schedule or even ahead of schedule. Um, and, and that's something we haven't seen the Cajuns really be able to do, uh, you know, through the first five games, you know, and it took all the way to game six for that to happen. Good deal. Um, Arkansas State, though, what what do the Cajuns um, – what, what do you want to see them do again? And what would you like to see him do differently? Well, look, I'm finish, right? Finish drives offensively. Um, That's something that's, that's still clearly lacking, right? Put the ball um, into the end zone, Uh, but man, if they can come out and, and again, catch to me, catch the ball consistently, um, catching the ball, getting the ball, getting the tight ends involved, right? Let's let's put the ball in Lance LeJean's hands in, in a wildcat mode, right? Get him five, six, seven touches a contest, uh, really, we saw that at the end of the Marshall game. I, w- I would love to see the Cajuns be able to find a way to do that a little bit more. And then, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, Cajuns have looked that that defensive front has been playing absolutely bananas, man. They've been awesome up front, right? Continue to do that, uh, slow down the run, and be able to then, you know, they're getting pressure, right? And, and we're even seeing defensive coordinator Lamar Morgan turn up the pressure. A, a little bit more dialing up the blitzes, but that that defensive line has done a great job, right? Chris Moncrief had a wonderful game flying all over the field, uh, you know, before he left late in the fourth quarter, and it's because the defensive linemen are just blocked. They're, eat, they're gobbling everybody up, right? You know, those offensive linemen can't get to the second level. Uh, so, again, if the defense can continue to play the way that it has and we all of a sudden see the offense start to – you know, find a way to put the ball in the end zone. And again, yes, you score more points than the other team, you're going to win. But then we might be able to start to see the Cajuns get rolling, right? And just a little confidence. Look, I'm telling you, in my opinion, and again, we'll see how it plays out on on Saturday, but that win from a confidence standpoint, again, it's a game the Cajuns have to win, right? You couldn't lose four in a row. But, oh, okay, yes, we can win. We know how to play winning football around here, right? Like, we can do this. Um, I think that that was huge. Well, I know we didn't get to talk after the South Alabama, I mean, on air about the South Alabama game. And, and there are no moral victories, but I thought the Cajuns played much better than they did in the previous two games. Um, oh, look, this, I, I, I would tell you the South Alabama game, with the exception of the second half against Eastern Michigan, was the best game that the Cajuns played. And then you bottle that up, and, and the Cajuns played close to, still not quite, still to, uh, close to four quarters 
Um, so I haven't quite done it, but played much closer to a four quarter game uh, against Marshall. So again, getting better, right? And, and let's continue to see that and in this team take those steps in the right direction. Good deal. In any of those get this this weekend's game, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule or that that seems intriguing to you. Um, you know, I think it's one of those that Georgia Southern goes up to Old Dominion. Uh, Old Dominion's that team, Georgia Southern. Well, well, let's see which let's see which one of those guys you know is is not too high after last week, right? Yep. And it's Old Dominion's homecoming. I I told Danny this morning I'm gonna have to go through and look at the teams that lost on homecoming this year. You know, I think it's two and three right now from what Danny and I went through uh, and talked about. So it uh, once the see once we get a little bit more into the season, I'm going to have to check that out uh, because usually we talked about it that, you know, not necessarily trying to, when you look at it, I know sometimes it has to do with the time of year and weather and all that stuff, but you're trying to a lesser opponent, I will say, but there's not a whole lot of lesser opponents anymore in the Sun Belt. No, I think I think that's one thing that we've learned, right? There's it, it, it's they're few and far between, uh, as far as a, a quote lesser opponent. Well, you know, I, I talked about those, but I'm I forgot Troy and South Alabama. Uh, yeah, you got Troy and South Alabama tomorrow. You've got App and Georgia State uh, tonight, you know, and then you've got the Cajuns in, in Arkansas State on on Saturday, and you mentioned Old Old Dominion and uh, and Georgia Southern. Who else is on Saturday? Uh, Southern Miss visit Texas State. Marshall vi- visits James Madison. So, you- again, huge game for Marshall. They're still winless in league play. You've got James Madison coming off of its first loss. How do they handle that? Uh, and then, oh, by the way, the Bobcats are unbeaten at home. Yep. You know, so it's it's, it's a really intriguing uh, slate. And then uh, ULM uh, travels to affiliate Sunbelt Conference member Army. Uh, for the third of four games, uh, so uh, it's that would I don't know that I would want to play the uh, the Black Knights, but that would be one heck of a trip to make. I especially, have, I especially have, this time of year. I asked Doctor Maggart. I said, "What do we need to do to get Army and Navy on the schedule?" Because I think I I I want to make the trip selfishly. And uh, I said, I think the Navy game with the Naval Support Unit in uh, New Orleans would be a great game to play in the Dome. So, but uh, but he said we'd have to we we need to find a coach that's willing to play a. Uh, yeah, you don't, uh, don't want that triple option nonsense. Yeah, no coach wants to take that on. I said, fair enough. So mm-hmm. I have asked Doctor Maggart. I I'm at to find a game though when we're not playing sometime just to make it up to West Point. Yeah. Maybe uh, earlier in the year when uh, baseball's still going on, and you can catch a, a game or two along the way. So that's it. All right, like I told Danny, I'm gonna have to find something for this final segment. That's not any last words of wisdom. I'm gonna have to come up with some moniker here or yeah, something. I've got, I've got no wisdom for you, buddy. All right, you're any any up the wrong tree there? Any uh, last comments? Uh, winning is fun, right? Winning is fun, and, and this team is certainly capable of doing it. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them get back out there uh, Saturday, 4 o'clock, right? The weather should be fantastic. Hopefully we've got a great crowd um, come out and support them. And, you know, again, just baby steps, right? Uh, you know, one of the things Des and I talked about post game uh, on the field, right, that I said to him, I said, we've been talking 
all year about, you know, 10 on 11. Well, we finally got a lot of 11 on 11 uh, on, on, on Wednesday. And so that's going to have to continue if the Cajuns are going to, you know, be able to, to, to win their second consecutive game, um, you know, and, and because look, the, the reality is they're going to have to fight to get to six because of everything we just talked about in this league. Uh, and so Saturday is, is undoubtedly a, a big step in that direction. Well, I know uh, you probably have it on your phone, uh, but App State has uh, tied it up. Georgia State. Yeah, and, and they're getting ready to score again, it looks like. And, uh, and oh, by the way, uh, the Astros bounce into a bases loaded double play to end the inning. So, yes, it's not not exactly been a great uh, 10 minutes or so for me. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll let you get back to your games. But, <laughs> but, but as always, I do appreciate your time. Absolutely, Craig. Anytime. Uh, enjoy it. And we'll uh, we'll see you Saturday and, and talk to you uh, next week. Absolutely. You've been listening to We're Talking with Craig Malonson and sideline reporter uh, Cody Juno. Juno, we've been talking raging Cajun football. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.